0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world. Hey, 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 guys, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. Now, in this episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about the difference between mediumship and evidential mediumship. Okay, I know it can be confusing, and evidential is a term used a lot now in the States and increasingly more so in the UK these days. Okay, and then we'll talk a little bit about a psychic medium. So In short, and you know me, I like to keep things short, (laughs) but in short, the difference between them is nothing. Okay. They are the same thing. And there you go. This is the shortest podcast ever. A medium and an evidential medium are the very same things. Okay. So I'm joking, right? It's not the end of the podcast, but seriously, mediumship is mediumship whether it's spiritual mediumship, evidential mediumship, or any other kind of adjective that you care to put before the word. It's just plain old mediumship. But why is it called mediumship? It's because the medium, the person is the medium. They're called the medium because they're the medium or the middle point between the spirit world and the earth world. Okay, that's where the term mediumship comes from. So, When you're thinking of a medium, think of them as a translator because spirits are communicating with us just in a different way than we communicate with each other on a daily basis. Okay, so in the same way that we as humans, we use voice and language, eye contact, body language, hand gestures, you know, we use a lot of different ways to communicate with each other and spirits have different ways also of communicating with us. Okay, you know, the clairvoyance, clairsentience, audience all of those. The seven clears of mediumship, as I call them. Okay, I won't go into the, them individually here because I've explained all of them in detail in episode two. So if you're not currently familiar with them, please do have a listen to that episode. And I'll put a link in the description box attached here for you. But the real question here is why do we do mediumship? Okay, why do we want to connect with our loved ones who have passed away? You know, obviously we miss them and we like to know their opinions on what's going on in our lives. But the fundamental reason is that we want to know that there is life after death. We want to know that our loved ones didn't just stop existing at the time that they passed away. We want to know that they still know what we're up to and most importantly, We want to know that we are still loved by them. We all want to be loved. You know, and we want to know that the ones that we love are watching over us. And this is why we go to see mediums. Because a medium can provide us with evidence that life continues after death. Hence the term, evidential mediumship. It means that the medium will give you the facts about your loved one, Or the things that have gone on in your life since your loved one has passed away. You know, but that said, it's just a fancy sounding mediumship. But it does the same thing. Evidence is just telling you stuff about your loved one. You know, they were male, female, they were young, they were old, they were sick before they passed or they passed away suddenly. They liked dumplings in their stew and they only ever read the Irish Times, never the Independent. You know, all the facts about the person. You know, maybe your father cleaned the tools in his shed every single Wednesday and he got up early every single Saturday morning to go and check the air in his tires. Okay, these little habits, these are part of who he was and this makes up him and his personality. So any kind of facts about who your loved one was and what they were like when they were here on earth, that is evidence. okay. And once the medium has established the identity and the personality of the person they are connecting with, then they will generally move on to acknowledge some of the things that have been happening in your life since your loved one passed away. Okay, now this part of the reading is extremely important because I know we like to know all the facts. You know, we want to know, you know, that they only wore black socks or that, you know, they're Price possession was a 1963, I don't, Ford Mustang or whatever, okay? I don't even know, did they make Ford Mustangs in 1963? But anyway, um, so all of these things, these are really important because it's evidence that, you know what, this is your dad or your brother or your granddad or whoever, your mother maybe, that um, I'm connecting with, okay? So it's really, really important. But equally, if not more important, is to move on to acknowledge some of the things that have been happening in your life since your loved one has passed away okay because a really good psychic could pick up all of the information about your loved one from your energy because when you go into a reading you will have somebody on your mind that you want to connect with you want them to come through during the reading so therefore you would be sitting there Thinking, you know, in your mind, you know, you'd be like thinking, okay, so say if it is your dad. So say you're thinking, right, daddy, come on, I'm here. Please come through. Please come through. And you're thinking that in your mind, even though you're not saying it out loud. You'd be saying, daddy, please come through. I'm here with the medium. I really want to talk to you. Okay. You might not say it out loud, but the psychic can still pick up on this energy and relay it back to you. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that's what psychics do, but it can happen. Okay, and once you they've acknowledged okay, well I've got a man here. I think it might be your dad. He was what age or whatever. Then you'll start putting out different energy because you'll change and you'll go okay, Daddy. If it's really you, mention the dog that I had when I was eight years old, okay? Or you'll ask him what color car that he drove when you were twelve, or you know whatever question, because you're going to be testing it. You want to get the evidence. But when you're putting this energy out, it can be possible to pick up on it. So for me, the real evidence of a reading is the stuff that your loved one will acknowledge about things that have happened since they passed away. Okay, and be attentive when you're in a reading because it won't always be the things that you're expecting to hear. Okay, you might be thinking that your father would mention your brother's wedding or you know some other similar event that happened in the family. Now, he might, but it'll be the acknowledgement of the other things that weren't at the forefront of your mind when you were in the reading that would be the evidence. Okay, so for example, I once had a father acknowledge during a reading that he had seen his daughter break her key in the back door of her house. You know, and it was just a week before the reading. She wasn't thinking of this during the reading. She was thinking, you know, of all the other things, you know, the things that he liked to do, the fact that he liked to cycle a bike, whatever. But by giving her this, this was daddy's evidence that he was there with her when she broke her key, when it happened. And by acknowledging that he was there, you know, by acknowledging that he saw this, this was also his way of letting her know that he didn't just see her when she visited the graveyard. That he came to visit her every day, you know, even on a normal Thursday afternoon. And in another reading, I had a mother acknowledge to the person that I was reading for her that it was okay that the hedgerows around her house had been pulled out. Okay. Now, the mother had loved her garden and she'd lived in the house for 50 years. But the new occupants had pulled out all of her trees and all of her hedgerows that she'd planted over the years. They wanted to open out the space, which was fine, okay? Now, the person that I was reading for didn't expect their mother to mention that. And it had only happened the day before the reading. But at the same time, he was wondering if his mother would be upset about it. And, you know, this was not necessarily the mother acknowledging that she was aware of the hedgerows being pulled out, although that was good evidence too. But it was also the acknowledgement that this man had spent the evening before wondering if his mother would be upset at all her hedges and trees being pulled out. So it was more an acknowledgement that she'd been with him the night before and that she was aware that this was stressing him out a little bit. Okay, but the point was that she'd been with him and she knew what was going on for him. This is evidence and something that he wasn't particularly concentrated on because he was more concentrating on, you know, the the bigger things. Okay, the bigger things are good and they're worth mentioning, but sometimes it's the smaller things, you know, the proof of of the pudding sometimes can be in the little comments or the small occurrences that are mentioned by your loved ones, because it's this evidence that they are still living on somewhere. And that they still see what's going on with and around you, and that they still love you enough to visit you, and that they're with you even on the boring days, not just on birthdays and anniversaries. You know, this is the real evidence of mediumship. You know, whether you call it evidential or not, it's mediumship, it's all about the evidence. It's about bringing people peace and putting someone's mind at ease. Okay. That's what mediumship is. Now, please do bear in mind that mediums aren't here to prove anything to you. Okay. You need to make your own mind up on whether or not you believe in the afterlife. All we as mediums can do is provide you with evidence to help you make that decision. Now, When we talk about psychic mediums, as I am, that just means that this person is both a psychic and a medium. Okay, so if you're not familiar with it, you know, you might ask, what is the difference between a psychic and a medium? And in short, a psychic is someone who reads the energy of the living and a medium is someone who reads the energy of the dead. Okay, so a psychic is someone who will tell you what is coming up for you in the future, what direction you're headed in. You know, it was called fortune telling in the olden days. And a medium uh, is someone who passes on messages or information from people who have died a physical death. So someone who's crossed over to the spirit world, if you like. Okay, a psychic medium is both of these things and can do both kinds of readings. Okay, now that said, you should always ask the person that you're thinking of booking with. they can do what you're looking for just to be sure okay because i can guarantee you that some of them don't even know the difference okay um it's fine some of them don't know the difference themselves and you know we see this all the time on telly i love psychic sally sally morgan i love her i love everything about her i think she's a fantastic medium but she's not a psychic. As far as I know, and maybe I'm wrong, but as far as I know, she doesn't do psychic readings. But I think she just calls herself psychic Sally because it works. You know, it's alliteration, isn't it? Or is that assonance? I always get mixed up between the two. But, you know, it just works. It flows off the tongue, psychic Sally. But medium Sally, not so much. And it sounds good. But really what she does is connect with spirit. Okay, so she's really Sally the medium, if you like. Um, so always make sure... You know, if i come as a psychic Sandy, that would probably sound better than Sandy Byrne medium, you know, because it does flow. But, you know, I'm more medium, I think, than a psychic, although a lot of people tell me I'm more psychic than medium. But anyway, um, it doesn't matter. But as long as you understand that when they're saying they're psychic medium, that they're really telling you that they can do both. But still, you should double check. Now, don't call up somebody and tell them that you want to talk to your Uncle Tommy who died in 2014 of a heart attack, okay? You're doing their job for them. But just ask them, you know, say, okay, well, I'm looking to book a reading with you and I just want to check if you do connect with people who have crossed over to spirit. Okay? Or, you know, ask them if they can tell you what's coming up in the future for you if you book a reading with them. Okay, now they would be happy to tell you if this is something that they can do or not. You know? Now, I know there's a lot of terminology around mediumship and in the whole area of spirituality. But nobody expects you to know everything. Thankfully, we live in an age with online search engines and we can find out, you know, most of these things. But I do prefer the old fashioned way of picking up the telephone still. It's so much easier, you know, and, you know, the old meme that goes around online about, ah, I wish there was a telephone in heaven so I could call my loved ones, you know, we love that. But I do love, you know when someone just picks up the phone to ask me the questions because this texting back and forth are the emails and i'll tell you you know at the time of releasing this it'll probably be more by if you're listening later but at the moment i have almost eight thousand unread emails in my inbox so a quick chat on the phone always works for me and i'm always happy to do it okay anyway I hope that this gives you some insight into mediumship and why we would want to connect with spirit and what it can do for us. Okay? So thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode of Life After Life. So until then take care and stay safe. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world.